Welcome to the podcast. So glad you're joining us today. Hope you had a great week. Um, hope you got a chance also to watch or to listen to, rather, our last podcast that we titled Four Hindrances to Growth with our special guest, Pastor Oscar Sosa. Uh, this week, we have Pastor Oscar Sosa back on the podcast for what we're going to start with a leadership series entitled Biblical Principles for Success. Biblical principles for success. And uh, so I'm thrilled to have Pastor Oscar on for these next four episodes. Pastor Oscar, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, super excited to be back here on the studio. I'm excited. Uh, like you, you said before, you know, like people need leadership. I think you said on the other, on, on a previous podcast. And I'm excited because this is something that we've had in our spirits. It's something that we try to make sure that we apply each and every single day of our lives, each and every single month, each and every single year, and it's a topic that is dear to me, and I think it's the same thing for you, so I'm very, very excited. Thanks again. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to do this, because I listen to a lot of leadership podcasts, and I, I've heard a lot, I've listened, I've learned a lot from others, you know, Craig Rochelle, I know you listen to Brian Houston and stuff, and they're phenomenal men of God that have learned a lot uh, in their own studies and in their own walk with God, but it just, I, I find whenever I learn something, I don't know if it's the evangelist in me, but I'm wired to share it. Yeah. I'm wired to 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 relay the message onto others because I'm I'm not only interested in being uh I don't want to be a selfish Christian. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be a selfish minister. I don't want to be you know, I've heard ministers say, you know, I speak in tongues, but we would never speak we would never talk about it on an open platform mm. and all that because, you know, we do pray in tongues in our own personal like if I've got something good and I've got something biblical and I've got something that's proven, I'm sharing it. Yeah. I'm letting the world know. Jesus said what you hear in the house, proclaim it on the rooftop, what you hear spoken in the secret place, then speak it on the mountains. So that's the type, I know you're like that, I'm wired that way, yeah. I can't keep quiet. And so that's why we felt it, we felt prompted by the Spirit to do this leadership podcast um, that we're, we're doing this series entitled Biblical Keys or Biblical Principles for Success. And the very first one, what this episode one is going to be about, is knowing and understanding your identity as a believer mm. and even deeper beyond that is understanding your identity as you know what does it mean to be a believer you're the bible says you're a child of abraham you're a the seed of abraham and so because our spiritual heritage is so rich in success if you just see yourself and continually to ident continually identify yourself as a struggling this, or I'm an undisciplined person, or I you know I have a hard time doing this, and you constantly vocalize those things about yourself, you're going to fall to the level of your confession. You yep. will rise or you will fall to the level of your confession. And so the very first thing you need to know if you're going to walk in godly success, godly prosperity, and, and actually be used by God to build something on the earth of value, that's going to bring value to your generation and impact the many, you have to understand your identity as the seed of Abraham. I, I, I'm so irritated because I hear far too many Christians, not worldly people, Christians, their identity is found in their ethnicity. Yeah. Their identity is found in the color of their skin. Their identity is found in where they grew up or the language they speak or their gender or, you know, whatever earthly element they had before Christ, they still talk about themselves that way. You know, I come from a family of this. I come from a family of that. And that reveals a, a deficit of understanding 
of their identity found in the word of God. Because the Bible doesn't say you are what you were, but you're on your way to heaven. The yeah. Bible says if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. And the old is passed away. Everything becomes new. And then uh, I want to read two scriptures before I move on. Genesis chapter 12. Actually, let's start with Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. This is what the Bible says. And and you know what? There There's a lot of... Uh, preaching that goes on that attacks what I'm about to say. They attack preachers that talk about what I'm about to say. Uh, and I think it's largely in part because, you know, they live their life based on tragedy rather than good theology. And so it affects them. But understand what I'm speaking to you right now and what we're about to talk to you is absolutely Bible-based. Listen to this, Galatians chapter 3. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you does he do so by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scriptures, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. Verse 9, this is important. So then those who are of faith are blessed. You should say that about yourself. I'm blessed. With believing Abraham. And you move on to verse 13, Galatians 3.13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us, as it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse 14 says, so a lot of, you know, a lot of Christianity, it revolves around curses. You know, people always talking about, I think I'm cursed. I think, you know, I'm just unlucky or I'm all that. The Bible says you're not cursed. You're, you've been redeemed from the curse. And you weren't just redeemed from something. You were redeemed, you were redeemed to something. I wasn't just brought out of the kingdom of darkness. I was brought in to a new realm. And verse 14 covers that. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Verse 14 says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Now I'm going to skip to verse 26. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ. For as many of you as, as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. You're all one in Christ Jesus. And this is the, the crux of what I'm saying right now. Verse 29. If you're Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And you are heirs according to the promise. Genesis 12.1. Now I'm going to read this. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house to a land that I'm going to show you. And I will make you a great nation. Pay attention to everything God lists out here. Because what I just read in Galatians 3, that you're the seed of Abraham. If you belong to Christ, you're Abraham's seed. And then I love what the New Living Translation says. It says that you, everything God promised Abraham belongs to you. So everything I'm about to read belongs to you now. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. And you'll be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who bless you. And I'll curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. It's extremely important to understand your spiritual heritage. You are not what you used to be. You're not uh, what your family line has been. The moment you joined to Christ, that family tree got broken. You joined a new family tree, the family of the faith. And Abraham is the, the pace setter for our lives. What you saw, and we're going we're gonna to talk about, you know, more in depth what Abraham did and all that. But that's, that is my example. 
It doesn't matter what came before me in my family. It doesn't matter, you know, uh, 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 the, the reputation you used to have. Now, this is, this is the path I'm on. What God did for Abraham, the blessing Abraham carried, and everything that it produced in his life, that's what I'm setting myself up uh, for my life to be. And I think that's so key. I mean, you 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 did it straight from the beginning, right? You said it's it's about identity. Like people identify themselves with the wrong things, unfortunately. Like so many people. I don't know about you, but I've seen people like on their on their Instagram accounts or on their Twitter accounts. They write what they do, not who they are. Yeah. But yet they find identity in in that, right? Like in what they do. So it's like a lot of people you see they write. I'm a, I'm a banker, I'm a teacher, I'm a, you, you know, like, whatever is that, right? And then the worst is, those are not so bad, if you will, right? But then you have people that actually write, uh, I'm lost. Yeah. And they already start declaring it there. Some people say, I'm lost. Some people say, I'm wandering through this life. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and they write it on their Christians. bio. Christians. Christians, yeah. right? Like, or it's like, you know, YOLO, you only live once. Like, they write this on their bio. Like, this is how they identify themselves, and this is how they're going to live their lives. So it's so important. That's why, like, you know, from the beginning, you know, I, I love that you read Galatians and then went straight to Genesis because people need to understand, right? Gen why is Genesis 12 so important? And then it shows us why in Galatians, right? Like because it also applies to us. That's right. That is our identity. And I think I love I love that that you said that right away because it sets the ground for the rest of this of this series. You gotta understand who you are in Christ. That's because right. or else you're going to live this life defeated. You're gonna go on, uh, and it doesn't matter, you know, like you you'll just go living through life aimlessly with no like, you know, some days you'll be up, some days you'll be down, and that is not the way. Anybody should be living, but specifically if you belong to the kingdom of God. That's not how you should be living. You should be having this, uh, this understanding that I am a child of God. I belong to the king of kings. I belong to the Lord of lords, the alpha and the omega. I am his. Why? Because I am a new creation in him. I belong sure. to him. He cares for me. And because of that, then at that point for sure, right? Like you're going to start living that way and you're going to start seeing the results in your life that you want to. Why? Because you've already at least, you're already ahead of the game because you know your identity. Right. And, and, and sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. One of the things I wanted to say about that, like why it's so important, the identity is also like I have a son. Right. And you have a son, TJ. And, and one of the things that we notice is like the identity that my son has, like the, the identity that is developing. He brings him from he takes it from me. There's a lot of things that he learns from his mom. There's a lot of things like uh, how to act, how to behave. But his identity, it actually comes from the father. And it's the same way for us as, as children of God. We, our identity comes from the Father. So whatever he is, if he is a lion, right, I'm a lion. You know, in the same way, like Jack, my son, he's going to take that same identity that I have. So it's so important that you understand right from the get-go that recognize who you belong to. That's right. Yeah, Proverbs 23.7 says, As a man thinks in himself, so is he. So your self-perception and your mentality about who you are, you know, if you just think you're some ugly, dirty rag that God tolerates, you're probably not going to go anywhere in life, and you're probably not going to do anything in life. But when you start to see, and I've said this many times on my broadcast, that the Bible has nothing good to say about you before you came to Christ. It has nothing good to say about you. That's true. <laughs> you're, you're falling from, you've fallen short of the glory of God. You're dead in your sins and trespasses. The Bible says you were uncircumcised in the flesh, strangers to the covenants of promises, alienated from God's goodness. Like, 
the Bible has zero good things to say about you before you got redeemed. But the Bible has nothing bad to say about you after you got redeemed. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, which is one of my favorite chapters, Ephesians 1 and 2 is probably two of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. And it talks about you were dead in your sins and trespasses. You were a loser. You were a failure. You were destined as a child of wrath, a child of defeat. The Bible says we were all children of the devil, literally, and under the control and manipulation of him. Mm. But God being rich in mercy. That's like one of the most powerful but gods in the entire Bible. And you should always pay attention to but gods in the Bible because it's always followed by good news. And it says, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love that he has for us, he not only quickened us and made us alive together with Christ Jesus and that we're saved, but he then lifted us up. He promoted us. He, he, the same position, the same inheritance Christ has because of his obedience to the cross, God has conferred on us righteousness, yeah. holiness, all the, 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 you know, the Bible says we're joint heirs with Christ. And now, because Abraham, as we go back to Abraham and carrying the Abrahamic mentality, Abraham wasn't going around like uh, like a panhandler, help expecting people to help him everywhere he went. Hey, do you think you can help me? Hey, do you th- I'm down on my luck today. I, you know, he wasn't going around as a, as a burden to everybody. There was something in him when he had that encounter with God and heard from the Lord, hey, don't call yourself Abram anymore. Start to call yourself by what I've called you to be and who I'm making you to be. Call yourself Abraham. You know how foolish that is? What do you mean, call myself Abraham? I don't even have kids. The father of many nations. Right? Yeah, he only had Ishmael through his maidservant, and that was it. And But God said, stop calling. If, you, if you're going to go where I want you to yeah. be in life, you're going to have to start calling yourself differently from what you were. Man, that will, that will preach, man, right there. Because the thing is, I was just listening to uh, actually Dr. Kingsley. Uh, another preacher, which I was telling you about before. Sure. And, and I love that because he actually says, like, he goes, he makes reference to, you know, when you're quoting the word of God, everything is listening, right? When you're quoting the scripture, everything on creation is attentive right. to what you're saying. That's good. So he goes, that's why the importance of, like, when you speak, speak the word of God, speak life into your He goes, if there's a problem in your stomach, declare that thing. Like, Father, I thank you, Lord, that my stomach is healed, that it feels healthy and strong, that I don't have any problems or what, whatever it is, because everything is listening to the word of God. Yeah. You know, and, and if I could go take that as a little bit deeper, because the thing is, what we're teaching you today is actually not, it's not new theology. It's not a new ideology. It's not teacher's opinion. It's not my opinion. This actually, what we're teaching you right now is stuff that if you grew up in church, this is what's taught to you, hopefully, anyways, which I believe it is, when you were a child. Because everybody used to sing that song, Father Abraham yeah. had many sons. Father Abraham had many sons. I am one of them, and so are you. They so were teaching us the scripture, but for some reason, as we get older, we start like, you know, you forget about those the, the basics of Christianity, mm-hmm. right? You forget about those things where it's like, oh, I, I, I am a child of Abraham. I, I am a child of God. You know, whatever was promised to Abraham belongs to me. And, and, and we, we easily forget those things. And then what happens to us is that the world will easily label you. If you are not going to find your identity in Christ, the world will easily do it for you. 
they will call you names. They will tell you who you are. They will tell you which line, you to, which, which line you should go to. They should tell you how you should speak, how low you should speak, how high you should speak. They will tell you how to dress, what to wear, all this stuff. When in reality, this is we should always be looking to the Word of God. And that's what we're doing today. I, I know we're hitting hard on identity right away, which may be just you know one big, huge point right now. But we're, it is so important that you understand I, am, I don't belong to the devil. I don't belong to this world. I belong to the King of Kings. And therefore, I will act and I will speak. And every single thing that of my life will reflect who I belong to. That's right. And so let's move on into what does it, what did Abraham have? What describes the blessing of Abraham best from the Word of God? What, what do we see in Abraham's life that... The Bible calls it the blessing of Abraham. Because I don't think people know what blessing is really. You know, I read about it in Galatians 3.14. It says that Christ redeemed from the curse of the law that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. But what is the blessing of Abraham? I think a lot of people think that the blessing of Abraham is just having, you know, a good heart. Or it's just, you know, uh, being able to maintain a good attitude through it all. Or that the blessing of Abraham is just having the blessed assurance that Jesus is going to come back one day. Those are all part of it. You know, the blessing of Abraham is certainly having joy and peace. And it's certainly uh, looking forward to the return of Christ and our, our the blessed hope and the joy that it brings. Obviously, that's all part of it. The blessing of Abraham is our righteousness that we've received, imputed into us uh, because of Christ. That By faith, we are justified and yeah. we have peace with God. That That is... Uh, all part of the main proponents of being blessed with believing Abraham. However, there's an entire, another, uh, like an entirely uh, other part of the blessing of Abraham that's totally neglected. Yeah. And we talked about this earlier. Yeah. We talked about how there's a lot of Christians that are totally satisfied with just making heaven. Mm. I hope that's not you. Now, if that's all the Bible promises, that we'll make heaven and that on the earth we're just to like survive, then bless God, I would be as fervent as I am right now. And I'd preach the gospel and I'd try to get as many people saved. But the word of God contains, you know, Hebrews 6 says, uh, with the writer of Hebrews writing to the Hebrews says, Brethren, I'm confident of things, better things for you, yea, things that come with salvation. So there's things that come with being the, the seed of Abraham Outside of just making heaven, you know, I was telling Pastor Oscar before, you go to a, an amusement park and you buy a ticket that gives you an all-access pass. You can go on every ride. There's like 15, you go to Disney World or whatever, you got every ride there. You can go to the Superman ride, you can go to the, the, the Avengers ride, whatever. You can do everything. You have an all-access pass. But all, all you did was go on a carousel yeah. or a merry-go-round and you just went around or on a Ferris wheel and that's all you did. And then you went home and, you know... You, you, you can tell people you went to the amusement park that day, but you missed out on so many thrilling things yeah. in the amusement park. That's how a lot of Christians deal with Christianity. They, they, they have the assurance that they're saved, and that's awesome, and I don't want to discount that, and I don't want to devalue that. That is the and, main game of it all. And I don't think that's what you're saying. You're, you're like, you know, like, please, every, every listener, don't misunderstand what evangelists teach you saying. He's actually, he's an evangelist, right? He loves that people get saved. You love that people get saved, right? So it's like, it, it's not saying... It's not important. Yeah. It's super important. But that is the door That's to right. what everything else God has promised us. That's right. It's the gateway. It's the gateway. And and I can't read this Bible. Read about Abraham's life. How? And you know, another thing is this. We're not preaching this like, 
happy-go-lucky thing where there's no challenges that came Abraham's way and there's no issues that came Abraham's way. And he, he just, everywhere he went, it was like everything just worked out naturally. That's, we're talking about the blessing of Abraham being in spite of the challenges, he always overcame. And no matter the things that were against his growth, he always grew. No matter the things that were against his prosperity, and he had many times that, he, I mean, he could have been wiped out and bankrupt, but he, he moved. He moved with God, and because he moved with God, God moved him forward. And uh, I, I always love that scripture in Second Chronicles that talks about Josiah. It says, as long as Josiah sought the Lord, yeah. the Lord made him to prosper. And that word prosper in the Hebrew literally means to be thrust forward violently. Yeah. That's what the blessing of Abraham does. It's being thrust forward violently by God's hand of favor and blessing. And you see that. I mean, Genesis 12, God calls Abraham. Hey, Abraham, leave your father's house. All right? He obeyed instantly, which is a key to walking in the blessing of Abraham. The Bible says, Jesus said in John 8, 39, uh, if you were truly the sons of Abraham, you'd do the works of Abraham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abraham obeyed. Abraham obeyed quickly. He had undelayed obedience. He moved with God when God said move. If God said jump, he jumped. If God said run, he ran. If God said sacrifice Isaac, he sac the Bible yep. says the next morning he saddled his donkey and they went to the yep. mountain. So there, there is, you know, and I did a full broadcast on this on my YouTube channel, What is the Blessing of Abraham, where I go into depth, um, into an in-depth teaching on this. But uh, when, when Abraham moved with God, it, it caused him to be constantly thrust forward violently. Mm. And Genesis 12, he gets called. Genesis 13, 2, Abraham's very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. I mean, it, less than one chapter later. Yeah. Then you go in Genesis 14, uh, 13, 4, I believe it is, and it literally says Lot and Abraham had so many possessions, they had grown to be two nations now. Yeah. They were one when they left the land, and now they were a nation in a man. Yeah. And there was not uh, Lot's herdsmen and Abraham's herdsmen got into conflict. And uh, and Abraham just came out and said, hey, look, there's not enough room for the both of us here. Not We've enough land. Yeah. Not enough land to handle all of our possessions. Yeah. And so let's, you, you, go, you go left, I'll go right. You go right, I'll go left. Just let's not have any strife between us two. I mean, that's huge. The land couldn't contain. The level of growth Abraham experienced. Then you go on to Isaac, his son, in a famine in Genesis 26. So, like I said before, we're not talking about everything, flowers and daisies, and everything's working for us. And, you know, it's just like we have a lucky streak in life. <laughs> I'm talking about people that were in a famine. Isaac is in a famine. Philistines are trying to dig wells. Philistines are throwing seed on the ground, hoping something catches. Nothing's working for them. Isaac goes and sows and a hundredfold return yeah. in one year. They're digging out wells. No water. No water. Isaac digs a well in one place. Water. digs. Up. They, they end up seizing it from him. He goes to another place. Water. Yeah. So this isn't like, oh, well, I'm born in this nation. So, you know, they can talk like that real quick in Canada because it's a prospering nation. But if they, if they knew where I live, they, it has nothing to do with where you live. That's the beauty of the blessing of Abraham. That's right. It's not geographically constrained. It's a universal blessing available yeah. universally to anyone that's in Christ. Uh, and I completely agree. And I mean, you know, like for obviously you guys don't know uh, what I look like, but it, just with my name and last name, you're able to see like, you know, with Sosa, Oscar Sosa, right? Like I'm not, I'm not from America originally. And I'll tell you this, the gospel works everywhere. That's right. The gospel works everywhere. I've seen it in my parents' life, you know, being immigrants to, to a nation. Like, you know, when you serve the Lord, 
when you have your identity in him, when you obey the Lord, when you are, you know, like if you want to see the blessings of Abraham in your life and like, just like you said it before, right? You do the same things Abraham did. And I saw my parents do that hmm. when they had nothing is when they gave, when there was, you know, nobody to supervise them because there was no family. There was no church. They still, they found a church and, a, and went to the house of the Lord. When there was, you know, nobody knew them. They didn't know the language. They made a way to be able to serve. Like, Lord, help us serve. We want to serve in your house. There were certain things that they were doing because yes, they sir. said, you know what? It doesn't matter where we're at. It doesn't matter where we're at. Like, we, we left our comfort of our, of, our, of our nation to come for a better life, if you will, in a different nation. But even in this new nation, there was discomfort, right? You don't know the language. You don't know any of that stuff. But yet when you apply the things that the scripture tells us when you are moved by love and obedience toward the Lord, That's man, right. the Lord will never let you down. Never. Right. I've seen it in my own life. I'm sure you've seen it in your own life. As you were speaking before, I, 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 for some reason, I went to like John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give life. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't end there. To give life more abundantly. And that's what I, you know, one of the, the message that we're trying to convey to the, the, this afternoon really is this, is that, you have life once you accept Christ. But then God says, and I want to give you life more abundantly. Like, I want you to prosper. I want you to do well. I want you to, you, your spirit to prosper. But I also want you to reign and dominate in this world. That's right. So don't, don't find your identity on anything else. Don't just live like everybody else. You don't have to because we've been set apart. We are different. We've been bought, right? Like, we, we are a prized possession to somebody. And That's that right. is the Lord. That's right. So why, why just live like everybody else? You know, if we say that, you know, we have the cure, you know, we, we, we have the solution for the whole world. Why then are we living like everybody else? That's right. It's because we've only, we, unfortunately, in North America, it's always been preached as like salvation and that's the end goal. When in reality, the Lord says, no, I want salvation, but this is what salvation brings. That's right. And it's like you entering into a house and just, you know, I gave you the keys. You went into the first door, but then within that house, within that mansion, if you will, there's many doors mm -hmm. and you have all the keys, but you just stayed at the front door. Yeah. And in reality, there's so many doors to open when it comes to every single area of your life, whether it's healing, whether it's finances, whether it's relationships, every single thing you're able to find that in, in, in the presence of God. That's right. And so this whole episode one is basically to instill that first and foremost, before we move on to the other principles, is that you need to understand your spiritual heritage, de deconnect, disconnect, detach yourself from your earthly heritage, your earthly lineage, what you used to be, where you come from and all that. That's not, it's not scriptural to always be identifying with the color of your skin, the ethnicity that you have. I'm not an Italian Canadian. I'm a child of the living God. Pastor Oscar is not a Peruvian Canadian. He has his roots and all that, but he is a child of the living God, the blessed seed of Abraham. So I'm not with my earthly identity was. I have a heavenly heritage now. And so you have to have this mindset that I was born for such a time as this. I've been placed on this earth for such a time as this. I've been born with a purpose. My purpose is to grow, to be fruitful, to multiply, whether that be in the ministry, whether that be in your career so you can fund the gospel. Everything you do, you know, Paul said, whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, we're doing to the glory of God. And Jesus said how we're to glorify God. John 15 says, by this, my father is much glorified when you bring forth much fruit mm. in what God's called you to do. And so I want you to confess this as we close out. I want you to confess first, 
I'm not cursed. I'm blessed. I'm not at a disadvantage. I have a heavy advantage. I'm not poor. I'm rich. I'm not dumb. I'm wise. I'm blessed. I'm uncursable. I'm not, I, I can't be manipulated. The hand of God is on my life. You, you have to make those confessions over yourself because that's how Abraham saw himself. That's how Abraham perceived himself to be. He wasn't walking around panhandling, looking for everyone to help him. He said, no, I'm, I'm not the one in help. I'm going to bring the help. Mm. You got to start confessing that. I don't need deliverance. I'm bringing deliverance. I don't need help. I'm bringing help. I don't need a solution. I have the solution. You start thinking that way, your brain, I mean, your brain's just going to, it's going to adapt to that, you know, and, and, and you're going to see a totally different, it, it all starts with your identity. That's the core of everything we're about to get into. Thanks for joining us today on this episode one of this series on biblical keys or biblical principles for success with Pastor Oscar Sosa. Hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next week for episode two. It's going to be great. Until then, have a wonderful day. Thanks, Pastor Oscar. It was a pleasure.